Welcome back to One Conversation, the podcast where we believe one conversation can change a life. We are still here in May, which is Mental Health Awareness Month. So we wanted to take time today to really discuss how we can take perhaps inventory of or do some of our own inner work for our own mental health. So we are really excited to have another guest here today for this conversation. Another guest back to back, I love that. And she is here to talk about some inner work and self-compassion. And it is someone that we know and appreciate so dearly. So we were really excited to have her here today. Absolutely. We are just so excited for this episode and conversation today. Like Lisa mentioned, we have an amazing speaker who we were lucky to work with at our agency. She is a licensed marriage and family therapist and now has moved into her own private practice. Congratulations, by the way. So who is this mystery guest today? Uh, We have the amazing and beautiful Jennifer Kyle today. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you both so much. This is such a treat to get to be here and, um, well, reunite with you two and talk about something that is very important to the work that I do, inner work and work with my clients. Um, I do just want to give a disclaimer that I am recording from home and my child is also home. So you may be hearing some piano practice in the background. I hope that you enjoy it. (laughs) I was going to say, I think it's a really nice like overtone (laughs) for this very calming, wonderful episode we have here today. So I find it very soothing. So I, yeah, I'm like, I'm into it. Okay. Well, it's the song of Swan Lake. Anyhow. I love this. Yes. yes. You're welcome, huh? You're welcome, (laughs) listeners. (laughs) We've never had like a soundtrack to a conversation before. So the listeners are really getting like a really good episode today. I think they're getting a lot out of this episode. So So I'm so excited, Jen. I'm so excited to have you here. Yes, we got to work with Jen. She is just like a ray of light. I think that's the best way to describe you. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just miss us at our staff meetings. And I think we used to like laugh so hard at our staff meetings and enjoy so many good moments. And so I know I will cherish those always. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm excited that we get to have you in the room today, kind of just this little reunion, you know, but also this is going to be a really good conversation. And we're going to start this off, of course, before we jump into our little conversation. Uh, I know you're going to share a really amazing mantra with us today that our listeners can really take and really apply uh, in their everyday lives. Before we get there, we always start off with our fun questions. So our first fun question for you, Jen, if you could travel anywhere in the world, where would you travel to and why? Hmm. Yeah, traveling takes on such a different uh, meaning now as Mm -hmm. we've had this time off of no travel or very, very limited travel. But as I think about it, my dream would be to rent a villa in the Italian countryside. And (laughs) speaking to my heart, Jen. Yeah, I know. (laughs) And I will be biking through vineyards and uh, to the open air markets. I will pick up my food daily, and then I will go back to my kitchen, which is going to have this big, beautiful uh, picture window, and um, <laughs> and I'm going to just mindfully prepare this 
beautiful meal for my people. And oh, I just, the colors are crisp and clear and it's relaxing and engaging. Um, so that's where I would go. I would go to the Italian countryside. <laughs> yeah, you haven't, you haven't thought about that at all, right? You're like yeah. the colors in this window. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Can I come when you do this? Because seriously, yes. <laughs> we can get a compound. Yes. You know, yeah. You were like, I'm on the bike. And I'm like, well, I'm on the back on the tandem bike. And I'm yes, right there we're together. Too, so. yes. You created a, a great visual for us. I know. And then on top of that, how are you and Lisa not best friends? Because Lisa has been talking about Avila <laughs> every day. <laughs> yes. And so I was like, I could see them both like ditching me and just hanging out on their own. <laughs> We're going to have like a little neighborhood set up. Jen and I are going to get our villas, you know, down the street. And then JC, you just come and you have your own villa or you just, you know, you summer holiday. At yeah. Seriously. Right? <laughs> and Sounds you go to amazing. the market with us. Yeah. What I love about that question and how I um, imagine it is that also it's an act, even just in visualizing a place that I'd like to visit, it's an act of self-care. We might not think yeah. of it like that, but when we can um, picture and with like as many details as possible, mm -hmm. um, get a real felt sense of being in a space that feels nurturing and nourishing and connecting yeah. um it's an inner resource that we can build kind of like uh strengthening a muscle um the more that we do it the easier the more easily accessible it becomes and so that is just kind of a fun extra way to support ourselves when we're having um, a difficult time or experiencing uh, difficult emotions. Yeah. I love that we haven't even gotten to the resources yet. We're <laughs> already like, here's some great resources. I'm like, this is why, Jen, we were so yes. excited to have you here today. Oh, thank yes, you. Absolutely. So I we have another question for you, and I'm just super excited to hear your, your answer to this one. So <laughs> yeah. if you could have lunch with anyone in the world, whether it's past or present, fictional or non-fictional, who would it be and why? Well, as you both know, since you both know me, you know that I love to laugh. Mm -hmm. So the person that I would choose to lunch with is any of the Saturday Night Live cast members. Um, <laughs> but I particularly enjoy Kristen Wiig, uh, Maya Rudolph, Kate McKinnon, anyone who would oh. accept my invitation. Um, <laughs> yes. I just, I think that lunch would be so fun and funny. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if we would even eat because we would just be <laughs> laughing, laughing and sharing stories yeah. together. But I'm pretty sure because, well, I didn't plan to say this, but humor is also an inner resource. Oh, another <laughs> that we one. can use. Yes. Um, Actually, I love that this is just coming to me now because it's just another example of the subtle ways that we are supporting ourselves and have opportunity to support ourselves all the time, anytime. Um, so watching funny things on uh, TV or YouTube or 
um, getting a kick out of our child or our puppy, uh, the laughter that brings us into the moment. So I would lunch with anyone from Saturday Night Live, past or present cast members. <laughs> that needs to be recorded if that ever happens, Jen, and I wouldn't doubt oh, it. Okay. <laughs> I see that in your future. <laughs> I can't yes. imagine. Yeah. The amount of laughter. Yes. <laughs> Love that. You have, you have one of those laughs too, Jen. This is why I even brought it up in the beginning. Like I miss laughing at our staff meetings because you have one of those laughs too that like it's, it's so infectious. Yeah. And like once you start laughing, like I just remember so many times things would be said or like we'd be joking in a staff meeting and I'd look at you. And you'd be like kind of losing it and you'd look at me and then I would just lose it, you know? (laughs) You know, so my laughter, I used to get teased about it and, or I would be in a public place and I would just be cracking up about something and I would see people kind of turn around and look at me like kind of Uh startled at my laughter. And so for many years, I do think I was self-conscious about it. And then I realized um, no more. I will not be betraying myself or my laughter for anyone else's comfort. And I and should you. love my laugh. I have come to just embrace it. And um, I'm so glad that it resonates with you, Lisa. <laughs> I'm happy that you did embrace it because it's really like a light and a joy. And it really does. It just makes other people laugh. So you know what? I think that's another good thing for our listeners too, right? Sometimes... Mm-hmm. We may be insecure about things in ourselves and to others. It's like, that's the most joyous thing about you. Or that is something that is just so incredible about you, right? So, yes, I love that. I love how every silly question we're starting with is just beaming with <laughs> support and resources mm-hmm. and knowledge. So I'm loving this. So our last fun question uh, before we jump into our mantra for today and really dive into that. Who is someone that inspires you and why? Mm, so, so many people. So I'm going to probably stretch the rules a bit and name two people. There's no um, rules here, Jen. There's no okay. rules. <laughs> uh, so if this were a video, uh, if there was video included, I would show you this picture. This is of me when I was four. And my four-year-old self inspires me now. I look at this picture and I'll try to give you a visual, but I'm, uh, I'm wearing sunglasses. I have a short, short bangs and short hair. I'm wearing a green kind of mint green long sleeve shirt with darker green pants. This wasn't a, uh, early eighties, I do believe late seventies, um, a gold belt and a purse, this purse that um, my dad actually had recently sourced from the gutter. I don't know how it just happened to be in the gutter, but there was this purse (laughs) and these sunglasses and I am wearing it with the biggest smile on my face. And I am feeling like I am so in my body. I have a little tummy that's just poking out and I have no care in the world. And I just have, when I look at this picture, I see me, I'm showing you two right now, but that is adorable with just so confident. Like you look like you're ready to go into a board meeting at like a 
Fortune 500 company and be like, listen, I got this. That's amazing. So I hold that on my phone in my uh, favorites and I look at it a lot. So my younger self inspires me. But then when I think about the work that I do as a um, therapist, I have to say that every single client who walks through my door, I am so inspired by because what it takes to, to make that step, to look inward, to um, kind of evaluate what's happening and how we're experiencing whatever we're experiencing, and then to take action on that, to me, is perhaps the bravest thing a person can do. And so um, that might sound cheesy, but I swear to you, that is uh, so powerful to me. And I really cherish that. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a great answer. And something we've all, I think, really spoken to throughout certain episodes of this podcast, just working, you know, with the population that we work with and having so many moments of meeting with people, hearing stories, taking disclosures, and just being really in awe about the resiliency mm -hmm. and the strength that it really mm -hmm. takes to come forward and do that. And so, yeah, I love that answer. Absolutely love that answer. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jennifer, for sharing and being so vulnerable. Um, but I absolutely love that you have that picture as a reminder, you know, um, yeah. I'm like, I need to come up with something like that. <laughs> I, yeah, that is so amazing. Love that. That's really cool to think about too, in that time, that is a really special time to think about, right? Like being, I think a child. And of course, I mean, there's a lot of childhoods that are riddled with trauma and things going on from such a young age. So there maybe isn't that kind of like safe period we may be talking about or maybe a mm -hmm. different feeling of what that is. But mm -hmm. I think a lot of us have that feeling, right? Of kind of that safe period in childhood mm -hmm. when, you know, nothing's really kind of like come down on you yet. You don't have that pressure. You're not feeling those expectations. You don't know what taxes or bills are. You don't have a schedule. You're just, you know, you're just little, you love yourself. You don't have any reason to question that yet. And it really is inspiring, right? If we, we, if we did have a childhood where we had that kind of a feeling, right? I think it's really cool to, to access that and like, look back on those pictures of little me rocking that little onesie or whatever that looked like, right? And yes. feeling that confident. I think that is, that's something really cool. And I, I actually encourage all of our listeners. I know I, and I'm just moving right now. So I have, I piles of pictures everywhere. Um, but I am like, I think I'm going to find a picture mm. of my childhood that really, inspires me because I know there's got to be a few of them. And I'm actually encouraging our listeners right now too. before we jump into this mantra today, I want you to also take time after this episode, find that picture of yourself, find that little inspiring version of you, right? Go through those photos, mm -hmm. find that, you know, you in that little superhero outfit or you with your little cowboy hat and boots on with your little diaper, but you just felt <laughs> like the, the king of the world, right? So yeah, I think that's a great little practice for, for everyone to kind of do for themselves. I love that idea. I will say, um, I completely agree that we all did not have, uh, safe environments at various points in our life. And mm -hmm. one, one, um, resource that we can use when, when we're now adults with our, you know, wise mind, uh, our highest self, uh, more more attention given to that potentially, we have this really cool ability to uh, kind of visualize going back to 
that younger self of ours and mm. offering us um, from our wisest self now, offering our young self who maybe didn't get the nurturing or uh, the safe space or the encouragement, um, offering it to them. And there's real healing that can take place in um in seeing ourselves kind of at different stages of life and giving to us what we needed then, but perhaps we couldn't access. Um, So maybe, you know, looking through photos could be helpful for seeing perhaps a painful memory comes up and Mm -hmm. and being able to hold that younger self with just such compassion that um, it wasn't their fault. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, we did the best we could, whatever we say to encourage ourselves. Yeah, I love that. What a like yeah. a cathartic healing moment, right? To really take yourself on that journey and and almost, yeah, speak to yourself at that time, right? Mm-hmm. Acknowledge who I was in this time and what this moment, this photo, you know, captured who this person was and what could I say to that person or what lessons could I take and apply today, right? That maybe best served me, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, just from my younger self. I love that. Love yeah. that so much. Jen, I don't know if it's your very like therapist voice or just <laughs> yes. what you're saying, but everything just sounds so amazing. So thank you so much. <laughs> I'm like really taking this in and writing myself little notes. So thank you. Um, yeah. With that being said, let's just go ahead and dive in. Self-compassion is something that's really critical and important. And so today our topic is on the mantra for self-compassion. So as you may know by now to all our listeners, we really use this podcast as a platform, right, to empower our listeners. So we are really excited to have someone here that is so empowering and that has so much amazing insight on mental health. So Mm -hmm. jumping into our more serious questions today, we know that you have an amazing four-line mantra that you Mm -hmm. would like to share out that speaks to self-compassion. So before we talk about the different lines in the mantra, would you mind sharing it out with us? Not at all. I got this mantra from um, Kristen Neff, Dr. Kristen Neff. She's really um, a force in the field of psychology, in the field of compassion, self-compassion. She has a new book out called Fierce Self-Compassion that balances the the yin and yang of um, showing up for ourselves and for others. But this mantra is a, a way that when we notice that we're suffering, we can attune to ourself. Uh, we can tune into what does that feel like and what might I need in the moment. Um, so I like to, and so I use this for myself. I also teach it to my clients. Um, and I like to put my hand on my heart when I say this. It's an added layer of attunement, right? I can maybe even feel the warmth of my hand on my chest, this acknowledgement to myself that I'm here with me right now in this moment. So also when my hand is on my heart, I love to hear, and I'm speaking aloud, I love to feel 
the vibration of mm-hmm. my voice. So if you, um, okay, so let me just share it with you. This is a moment of suffering. Suffering is a part of life. May I be kind to myself in this moment. May I give myself the compassion I need. That's just powerful. Mm -hmm. So powerful. Before even jumping in and really, I mean, really kind of diving into those lines and really what we're saying and how we can maybe show ourselves that compassion. I think just thinking about that overall, uh, to just acknowledge that, you know, suffering is something that we are going to go through. Mm -hmm. Right. And Mm -hmm. I think in a way someone might hear that and be like, well, that's not something you want to say. Right. Or maybe that's disempowering to say like, you're going to go through time. But I mean, it's just, it's really the truth. Right. I think no matter what that looks like for someone or how they may experience that, you know, everyone in life will experience that in some way. Right. And so I think it's more empowering, right. To, to almost have this in mind and have, almost a skill, right? Or this coping mechanism there that, you know, we know that this could inevitably come up. And when it does, we're ready to address that, right? So ultimately way more empowering. Um, And I think just, yeah, in your face that we're kind of just addressing that, right? That suffering is just kind of inevitable. Well, it is. If we're human and we're living life, we will experience times of great joy, times Mm -hmm. of connection, times of sadness, grief, anger, um, pleasure, desire, all the emotions. That is really the basis of what it means to be human. And some of those emotions we're really drawn to, we like, if they feel good. Um, Sure. And some don't. And we want to push them away. Um, but what we know in, in psychology is that we can think we're, quote, pushing the uncomfortable emotions away, but they don't go anywhere other than they start to pile up. And if they're unheard or unacknowledged, then they build up until they eventually come out, usually in ways that we might regret later. Um sure. And, and so this is a way to say, yeah, there is suffering in life and I'm accepting that that is a fact, Mm -hmm. um, and that I'm feeling it right now, really not that I like it, not that I want to be experiencing this, but that I am, it is like, if you look outside and you say there's, um, there are, there are clouds in the sky, that's a fact for me, from my vantage point right now. Um, I don't have to like it or not like it. It just is. Um, So there's this element of accepting what is. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and that's huge. You know, Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's a really big thing to think about is that acceptance, right. And us being okay sometimes when things are not okay we've said that multiple times so many episodes we've had that right that little mantra of it's okay not to be okay and Mm -hmm. you know those things happen and yeah I think that's just 
is so powerful. So Jen, I'm wondering if you wouldn't mind kind of going through just line by line, um, just, you know, reiterating not only the lines themselves, but also just kind of diving in a little bit deeper, especially at the end too, right? Cause it's talking about, you know, being kind to myself in this moment and mm -hmm. giving myself that compassion. So maybe as we're going through also kind of giving our listeners what that could look like in real time. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. So the first line, this is a moment of suffering. It's very much naming what we're seeing. We're not, again, we're not uh, judging it as good or bad. Um, and a moment of suffering can be really huge things. You know, there's just been a, a traumatic uh, death or there's grief of some sort or a major loss. Or it could be feelings of frustration um, feelings, uh, you know, in parenting, for example, um, having, <clears throat> uh, parenting issues come up with our children or with things that are out of our control. Right. We can tend to feel this maybe just gentle irritation or agitation or, or it might feel pretty grand, like, uh, you know, anger or, explosive, you know, anger or something for that matter. Um, it can also be sadness, right? We can be feeling lonely and noticing that that is a moment of suffering, mm -hmm. right? We can feel um, disappointment and that's a moment of suffering potentially. So no matter what it is we're experiencing, if it's leading to unpleasant feelings and emotions, then it's a moment of suffering. And so we want to try to name it as what it is, as matter of fact as we can without judgment. And I like that it's described as a moment, right? Because yes. I think that's something very small, but something very important. This is a moment of suffering and that moment may last any duration of time, but just framing it that way, right? That this is just a moment in time. Cause I think mm -hmm. for a lot of people going through any kind of grief, again, whatever that's related to or from whatever emotion that really originated from, I think that feeling of being trapped there, I think that's when things can get really dark and really scary for someone, right? And just feeling like this isn't a moment, like this is just how it feels and this suffering is always going to feel this way, right? Mm -hmm. So I love that right off the bat, just that verbiage that this is a moment. I think that's such an awesome way to start. Yeah, that's a real great reflection <clears throat> because part of even pausing to do this self-compassion uh, mantra is it, it's bringing us into this moment right here. We're not worrying about the future and ruminating perhaps, or we're not feeling depressed and, you know, it's kind of like this uh, wake up into this moment. It's a moment of mindfulness. We're saying, whoa. Yeah. I am feeling uncomfortable feelings right now. Right. And yes, so it's a moment. It's a brief period of time. And so that's our first line. The next line is suffering is a part of life. What's important about this line is it normalizes Right. Sometimes when we're experiencing difficult emotions, we feel like this is just happening to us. We're the only ones 
Um, we always right. feel it. You know, we go into these extremes. And <clears throat> when we can normalize that, this is actually just a function of human nature. It is a function of being a human being on the planet and living a life. It can help to reduce some of the, um, uh, I don't know, the, the bigness maybe of, of that emotion. Um, right. It happens to us all. We might not all see when someone else is suffering. I mean, often we'll try to hide that, right? We don't want to show, show people that part of us. Um, yeah. But just to remind ourselves, oh, this is hard right now. It's hard for a lot of people. Or if someone were in my shoes, they too would be experiencing this um, emotion. I think this line just really, really speaks to me um, because I definitely know that there has been moments in my life in the past where I'm like, why me, right? Mm. Or were you even through the suffering, you're feeling alone, right? And we yeah. all consider ourselves humans, right? I'm sure if you ask the question, you know, who here is a human being, everybody raises their hand, right? And that's something that I know she talks about in her in her uh, TEDx video. And mm. it really spoke to me because, you know, yeah, there are situations or incidents where you are asking yourself, you know, why me, right? Or, you know, you're feeling alone through that suffering. And I think it's so important, like you mentioned, Jen, to really know that you're not alone. You know, this is just a moment that we're going through. And, you know, as human beings, we all experience some type of suffering, right? It may look different, but we're all experiencing some type of suffering. Um, but it really kind of made me uh, really pay attention to that question, you know, like, why me or why? Um, and so, yeah, it, it really spoke to me. So I really, really appreciate you diving into this second line. And it's so common. I feel like I've asked myself that a million times, right? Yes. Especially being in that moment when something is so big, it's so hard to see outside of it, right? And depending on what you're going through, yeah, it could be almost impossible to kind of look outside of that suffering or outside of that trauma or whatever it is you're experiencing, right? Mm -hmm. And to think about, you know, I, I'm, I'm the only one here and why is this happening? I think those are just such common go-tos, right? And reactions. And yeah, I think that is, that, that second line is super powerful for that fact, right? Kind of reframing it into, you know, we don't want anyone to, to suffer. No one deserves to, to suffer, right. but there's a lot of suffering in life that is inevitable. And if we are able to wrap our minds around instead of just trying to, you know, block it out or protect ourselves, it will never happen. And, you know, just mm -hmm. instead being able to kind of sit with that, um, that this is just something that might occur. And if it is, this is okay, right? This is just a moment. This is something that happens and it's not just me. I think that's really, really powerful. Yes. To all of what both of you said, um, it is inevitable that we experience times of discomfort of upsetting feelings of uh, distressing emotions. And what I want to say about the mantra is that um, the goal is not that we're changing um, whatever's happening, right? Because oftentimes we can't, it's outside of our control. It, mm -hmm, it right. is uh, not for us to uh, adjust or maneuver. So what, what this mantra is, is it's, attending to 
how that suffering shows up in ourselves, in our bodies. So, you know, maybe just pause for a moment and think about how does suffering show up for you? For some of us, we might just get this big clenching feeling in our stomach. We might feel tightness in our chest. We might feel a lump in our throat or, you know, fists, tight fists or clenched jaw. Um, And there are many more, but those are just some of the ways that um, anxiety, uh, um, suffering um, lands in our body and gets held there until we can really acknowledge it. So this is a moment of suffering. Suffering is a part of life. Here's the third line. May I be kind to myself in this moment. So what does that mean? What does it mean to be kind to us when we notice these sensations in our body? You know, does it mean that we put our hand on our heart? I would say that even just using this mantra is being kind to ourselves in the moment. So even right there, just acknowledging that there's suffering going on, Mm -hmm. how kind of us. We're showing up in this moment to say, wow, Jen, I'll use myself, it's really hard for you right now. Oh, man, of course, it would be hard for anyone. How, what a gift to ourselves. Right, because we're so self-critical a lot of the time, too, you know, and I think we're all really quick to, and I mean, there's so many reasons why, mental health stigma, you know, just I think expectations, especially for men and women, right, and how they handle or take care of things on their own, especially mental health-wise, right, I think to literally just stop and say that to yourself, it is, it's, it's really big, right? Mm -hmm. That this is okay that I'm going through something right now. Cause yeah, there's a lot of reasons why people sometimes don't, right. Or don't feel comfortable doing that. Yeah. And I think the importance behind like self-validating is so big, right? Because, Mm -hmm. you know, I firsthand have witnessed and have experienced the impact that, you know, feeling validated can really make, you know, on a person. Mm-hmm. And so I think really that like self-validating piece is also really big to just really be aware of the suffering and acknowledge, you know, the suffering and then validate. It's just, I think that can really make a difference. Absolutely. I agree. And especially because when we tend to feel these difficult emotions and we start to feel like we're the only ones, um, our inner critic might come in and start judging or criticizing. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so then we're even less likely to reach out to someone else who may be able to provide that validation that, right. oh man, it's hard for you right now. So we get to be that person for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And if you want to talk about empowerment, I feel like there may be no, in my opinion, no stronger uh, sense of empowerment than being one's own advocate, one's mm-hmm. own witness to say, whoa, oh, ouch, that hurts. That mm-hmm. was unfair or it feels, you know, like um, you weren't, you weren't heard or, or um, you know, dismissed or this shouldn't be happening. Yes. And so being kind to us, just acknowledging what is what we're experiencing is the, maybe just the first, but perhaps even the hugest step of self-kindness. Yeah, 
And I think that's really powerful to think about too, because I think sometimes it's hard for us to be our own advocate and say things like that and say like, whoa, listen, you're going through a lot. That's okay. Or whoa, you know, we're going to be all right. Let's give ourselves that. It's sometimes it's really hard for us to show up and do that. Right. We may mm-hmm. feel some kind of way about doing that. Right. But in the grand scheme of things, if someone else showed up for us and did that, I mean, we wouldn't see that as weak. We wouldn't see that as wrong, right? We'd we'd only, I think, see that as a strength and something we'd be really, like, proud of. Like, wow, thank you for saying that for me. Thank you for standing Mm -hmm. up for me. Thank you for being there, right? Mm -hmm. So it is. It's interesting. And I think if any listeners out there uh, have maybe had trouble with that, right, and being their own advocate, you know, think about, yeah, if someone was to do that for you, would you, would you judge that person, right? Or would you tell them no or would you, you you probably wouldn't right you you would allow that um, or feel really empowered by that so allow yourself to empower yourself as well and know that that is okay right Um, Mm -hmm. I I'm loving this whole thing and another quick thing I'm just thinking about how kind of easy it is to plug in maybe other feelings into this model as well. So I was just thinking about, because we're talking about suffering, right? And suffering is inevitable. And I think something that I come across a lot in my life is when plans change. Mm-hmm. Life, things, all of a sudden you had plans and whoop, now mm-hmm. they're gone, right? Now mm-hmm. things happen. And I know for me in the past, well, I mean, everyone of the past year, right? A lot of things have changed, but especially personally, right? I had so much change and I had to really come to terms with You can sometimes make plans and sometimes the universe or the world is going to change all of those for you. And it doesn't matter how excited you were or doesn't matter how invested or how much time or this or that. Sometimes things are just going to change, right? The kind of the rugs get get pulled up from under you and kind of start Mm -hmm. over, right? And so that for me, I was kind of plugging that in, right? Like, so this is a moment of plans changing plans changing is a part of life. So how can I be kind to myself in this moment? Right. And I feel like we can maybe do that with anxiety. We can maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, um, do that with a lot of different feelings that are kind of inevitable or things in life that are really inevitable. Right. And kind of, yeah, I'm already kind of excited. And again, I'm moving. There's a lot (laughs) of chaos, a lot of things up in the air for me. So I know personally, I'm going to kind of plug that into this mantra. um, And that's really, really speaking to me, but Mm -hmm. you know, we have, one more line Mm -hmm. and I think maybe some resources to share out of this one as well. Yes. That's such a great point. I actually hadn't thought to substitute different words because the way I see it is it all kind of reduces to a sense of suffering, but we, you know, use whatever word makes sense for you. And if it makes sense to say, this is a moment of plans changing yeah, plans changing is a part of life. I love that. I think I'm going to use it too. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, take it. Take it and use it. Yes. Um, okay, so may, may I be kind to myself in this moment? And the final line is, may I give myself the compassion I need? So what is compassion? What does that look like? Well, it can look so many different ways for all of us. And what might be compassionate for me right now, if I'm suffering is I need to get outside and get some fresh air. That's a, that's an act of compassion. Um, perhaps hand on my heart so I can feel the warmth that I'm offering myself. Perhaps it's drinking water. That might sound silly, but sometimes Mm. (laughs) the most compassionate thing that we can do (laughs) is Mm -hmm. we can refresh ourselves, you know, looking at those basic things, 
but also maybe we need to connect with someone in our social circle. Mm-hmm. Maybe we need to reach out. Maybe we need to have a dance party, a party of one, <laughs> and <laughs> yes. dance it out, dance out that energy, that stale energy. Um, I think that it can look so many different ways. It would be interesting to hear what you two, um, what might come to mind for you as you think about kind of feeling in a bad place and being able to really attune to that. What what might that look like for, for you? JC, you want to start? Sure. Yeah, I think for me personally, um, self-compassion really looks like, you know, having that that time alone, giving myself and allowing myself to have that time alone because I am a mom. So I feel like mom guilt is real. Um, and there's times where I'm like, I just feel so guilty doing anything for myself, you know, or just taking that time. But I know that it's critical, and especially when I'm practicing that self-compassion piece. I know that I need to do something just alone to really allow myself to and to kind of value myself in that moment, you know, allow myself to be Mm. there with myself and my thoughts um, and really just allow myself to process things, you know, kind of have that quiet space. So um, it looks very different for me. Sometimes it's a walk. Sometimes it's a run. Sometimes it's going to the gym for two hours until I completely feel tired. And I feel like I have, you know, a release of stress from my body. Mm. Um, Sometimes it's literally just reading a quote that is empowering. I'm a visual person. So sometimes it's making sticky notes. So, you know, when Lisa really talked about, um, you know, how moving sometimes can really kind of not into that suffering piece, but really just, you know, movement can cause some type of chaos, right in your life or Mm -hmm. some sudden changes. Um, That's something that is real for me. I love structure, right? So for me, when (laughs) things go a different way than I had planned, it really takes a toll on me or an impact. So my sticky notes tend to say, go with the flow or chill, literally like chill. Right. Um, but that is a big self-compassion piece for me because I need that visual sometimes to allow myself to just be okay. Right. And like, mm-hmm. it's okay, JC, whatever happened, you know, it, you're going to be okay. You got this. right? Yes. Um, and so, you know, it looks very different for me. Um, but really I think for, you know, the listeners that are listening, um, I think self-compassion is something that's really critical, right. Um, in regards to just our everyday life and how you take care of yourself, um, is especially if you have children, I feel like this is something great for you to practice and model for your children as well, Mm -hmm. because I didn't realize sometimes what we can pass on to our children. Right. Um, and it really makes me kind of be mindful about the way that I am and what I do and just even how I practice things because my daughter is a meanie me. She does not, she also loves structure. Right. And sometimes Mm -hmm. she'll have a little freak out where she's like, that's not what you said you were going to do. And look at the schedule. (laughs) And I have to tell. (laughs) And so I literally, I literally have a picture of this baby, right? With a surprised face. And it's, I purposely place it there because I'm like, surprise happens, right? Surprises happen. (laughs) And so this is a reminder for her, like, hey, things happen (laughs) that are out of our control, like Jen mentioned, you know, and sometimes you want to feel like we're in control, but 
reality is that's not how life is, right? It throws some curveballs sometimes. And it's really important for us to be mindful of that. So again, it's so important to kind of just practice that self-compassion. And so I always tell her, just like you, you know, sometimes like things like mommy, it's so important for you to take care of yourself and, you know, practice Mm -hmm. that self-love, that self-care and that self-compassion. Because, you know, like Jen mentioned, sometimes uh, with suffering, we think, you know, that we can push it out or, you know, we kind of minimize it and put it aside, but it it always resurfaces, right? We end up Mm -hmm. seeing it eventually. So I think that with the self-compassion, it can really help. Um, But yeah, I I practice it in different ways. It just really depends on what's going on. Um, But I always say there's no right or wrong way. It just depends on how you're feeling and what works for you. Yeah. And when it comes to me, I feel like laughing is a big part of my (laughs) self-compassion. I love to laugh. You guys both know this about me. I love to laugh. Sometimes I like will get laughing about something that's not even funny. And kind of like what you were saying before, Jen, when you're like, I'm out in public and people are like, what is this girl laughing about? Is like usually me. Um, But I think laughter, yeah, super important. So, you know, whether that is connecting, if I'm feeling at a low point, Um, you know, and I used to be a little more hesitant to like reach out when I wasn't feeling so great about things, which I'm really happy. I've made that a really big thing I've worked on in the past few years is to connect, right? Like spend that time alone if I need it. But if I'm past the point where maybe it's a good idea to reach out and get a little bit more support than doing that. And so Mm -hmm. I think calling my, uh, my friend, I mean, I'm on FaceTime with my besties almost every day. Um, so we just get each other laughing shows that make me laugh. Um, Mm -hmm. my animals, I just spending time with my animals. I mean, I have two rabbits and they are the funniest things on earth. You'd swear they were like, you know, working as little comedians around the house all the time because they're just always doing something funny. They're always <laughs> cracking me up. So, yeah, just little things like that. Uh, face care. That's another one for me. Mm. Um, you know, I think it's more of like almost like a self-care thing. But I do, especially if I am not having such a great day or things are really chaotic, which again, they have been right now, that's been something I've been really going to, um, you know, and for me, it's like, I have those products, I'm not buying anything additional, but just spending that time, even if it's just like washing my face and just like, mm-hmm. you know, putting on like my, my chapstick and just making sure that like my skin feels nice instead of all dry. Like, it's just little things I think like that for me that are really important, but the laughter, I want to say <laughs> my, my biggest cure is absolutely laughter because that's really um if because if i can laugh at myself or if i can find something right even if chaos just went on around me if i can find like something to take out of it something to see mm-hmm. and of course there's moments where things are just like not meant to be funny of course but i'm talking about like kind of everyday things right and things getting me down like if i can find something to laugh about in it i know i'm doing good right even if it's for mm-hmm. a second like wow that sucked right like even if it's just <laughs> that little moment and i can get myself kind of out of that really dark place i find mm-hmm. that to be really helpful and what i like kind of about all the things we've shared i mean besides my little skincare thing but everything we've shared it's <laughs> free right it's free it's accessible so these are all things that anyone can go ahead and try mm-hmm. right like anyone mm-hmm. can try taking that time anyone can try taking a walk anyone can if they have pets spend time with their pets or their children or whatever that looks like right and so yeah i love that a lot of this really comes down to um someone just finding what that is for themselves mm-hmm. spending that time because i think that's self-compassion right spending that time to figure Absolutely. out what's good for you and what that looks like and what makes you feel worthy and what makes your tank feel full and loved and so yeah i really love and we encourage absolutely all of our listeners out there today to really 
tap into that for themselves, right? Mm -hmm. Have that conversation, know that you are worthy and absolutely deserving to hold that space for yourself and ask yourself those questions and do that work, right? Mm -hmm. Lift yourself up and practice being your own advocate like we spoke about before, which I love that so much as well. I think that is something Mm -hmm. we've spoken about without ever really naming it or really speaking about it in that way. And I really just love the idea of that, right? Like we, all the time in this room, right? Like we three here work with other people, with clients. And so like, we're always advocates, but it's like, even for us, it's interesting. Like, are we an advocate for ourselves, Mm -hmm. right? Asking ourselves the question. So I think for anyone, that's a really big question to ask, right? Are you really giving yourself that support? So I just want to say, like, I've just loved, I love this mantra. I think Mm -hmm. it's four lines. Being four lines makes it very accessible. I'll go over them one more time just to have one more readout of them. It is, this is a moment of suffering. Suffering is a part of life. May I be kind to myself in this moment. May I give myself the compassion that I need. And so absolutely check out Krista Neff. I'm going to link her below on all of our platforms. So everyone can go maybe check out her TED talk or uh, the book that she has out right now, because I know I'm going to be looking into her a lot more. I was mm-hmm. not that familiar, but I'm now in love. So definitely, <laughs> I can't wait to go and yeah, do a little bit more of that research and see what else she has out there. Because I, again, just this mantra alone, I think is so insightful and I mean, not to like make it sound cheesy or cliche, but it could be really life-changing, right? Mm-hmm. It absolutely could be um, a huge shift in just the way that someone yeah, speaks to themselves or navigates the world, right? Especially when there are challenges, which are inevitable. Absolutely. And so Jen, are there any other resources or messages on mental health that you have for our listeners today? Hmm. Well, I will tell you that on my website, which is integratetherapy.us, although I like to say integratetherapy.us because therapy is like this exchange between two of us. And so um, integratetherapy.us, I have a resources page and I've got things like podcasts that I find supportive. Um, There are some guided meditation apps that I use personally, Um, books that I recommend, uh, websites that you can access Kristen Neff's work. Uh, Tara Brock has a a particular meditation called RAIN, and it's an acronym. and it helps to go through when you're experiencing difficult emotions. So it's nice sometimes to have a guided um, uh, meditation so that you kind of can be, especially if this is new territory for us, trying to figure out how how can we, you know, uh, offer ourselves some extra support. Guided meditations can be really helpful and they can be really short. Um, we're not talking hours on end. So, um, you don't have to go to my website. You can just Google any of these types of resources, but, um, I do have it all on one, one page, at least what, um, I like to use. So, um, that would be awesome. Yeah. I will definitely link that below as well. So all of our listeners can go right over to Jen's amazing catalog of all of our fantastic (laughs) resources. Mm -hmm. So thank you for that, Jen. Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, this has just been an amazing conversation. I love that you just spoke about guided meditations because 
that is how we end all of our <laughs> sessions and yes. what we're going to get into now. So to all of our listeners out there, if you have the space to take on this meditation right now, go ahead and get yourself into a comfortable seated position, somewhere where you can just fully relax, start to let your muscles feel heavy with your exhales. And we're going to incorporate some of that mantra work today. So I would like you all to put one hand on your heart as you're breathing in, your other hand on your belly as you exhale. Deep breath in, feel that connection from your chest to your hand. Breathe out, feel that connection, your hand to your belly. Make a pattern of your breathing Make your inhales the same length as your exhales. Keep feeling your heart and your belly, almost like this push and pull system from your chest to your belly. On your next inhale in, I want you to breathe in love into that heart space. On your exhale, exhale anxiety out of your tummy. Breathe in gratitude to that heart space. Again, exhale anxiety from your core. every inhale, keep bringing yourself love, gratitude, calmness, exhaling anxiety. In your mind, you can gently say the words, love as you breathe in, and let go as you breathe out. Take one last big breath into that heart space. And one big exhale. You can bring your hands down from your heart and your stomach. Take one last big breath in through your nose. Hold it and exhale. Start to slowly wake up your body, wiggle your fingers and toes, roll your wrists and ankles, do whatever little stretches or adjustments. You can float your eyes back open if you haven't yet. Thanks to our listeners, especially after that little conversation about how we can show ourselves self-compassion mm -hmm. and do that inner work. We appreciate, and hey, kind of homework done for the day, right? If you participated <laughs> in that. That's a great little, um, you know, self-empowering, self-compassion meditation. Yeah. 
I know. I was just thinking about that. We did not mention meditation or breathing techniques during our self-compassion, you know, kind of examples of what we practice. And it's something mm -hmm. that we definitely practice. So, um, but again, just a big thank you to our lovely guest, Jen. We really appreciate you being here with us and really sharing, you know, the knowledge and also such great information with our listeners. Thanks to both of you. This has been such a treat. Uh, I've loved connecting with you and connecting with uh, people at, at large to uh, further show up for ourselves. Thank you, Jen. And we are definitely going to invite you back. I know, I mean, we mm. love you so dearly. And this conversation <laughs> was brimming with just incredible content from beginning to end as far as you, you know, finding a way to incorporate resources into all of your questions today. I think this is such an amazing conversation, such a necessary conversation. I really hope that there are listeners out there today that really do walk away after listening and maybe, maybe feeling the tiniest bit different, or maybe just planning on incorporating this mantra into their life. And maybe that, right. is just a jumpstart to something mm -hmm. different, right. And feeling different for them. And so we really hope, and again, we're going to have all those resources linked below you can feel free to access. I know she mentioned the meditations in there as well as some other great literature. So please go check that out. But again, a huge thank you for our guests today. And to all of you out there for being a part of this conversation on self-compassion, we appreciate it so much. Hope that you will carry on this conversation with yourself, obviously, and with others. And we hope that you will join us again for our next conversation.